0: Go we'll talk about the draft, Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL insider joining us. Uh, I love all these stories out there right now. Uh, this guy tested bad. Will Levis now all of a sudden is the hottest quarterback. Uh, what's real? What's smoke? Uh, what's other teams throwing stuff out to NFL bloggers, insiders trying to create a smoke screen? Uh, what do you think's going on when you when you look at draft week now because it really kicks in. Uh, how do you break down everything you're reading, seeing, and what's popping up on your social networks?
1: I, I think at this point we're well beyond the point where I'm I'm just not believing anything I hear this week. I think it's always important to look back at, at the previous years and, and what you're hearing in that week lead up to the draft. And if you remember uh, the, the the whole... The whole world seemed to be convinced that the Lions were falling in love with Kayvon Thibodeau last year. Uh, even on draft night, it seemed like that was what the pick was going to be. If, if I remember correctly, that was the, the odds-on favorite as well. And then, of course, Lions go Aiden Hutchinson on that night. So I think it's it's all smoke and mirrors this week. There, there was obviously a lot of um, things that I think we learned in, in the previous weeks. I, I do believe like the Bryce Young going first overall, but I am not believing at all this, this Will Levis stuff. And I honestly – I don't, I don't know what's going to happen beyond that first pick. I think a lot of that remains very unknown. And really what you're hearing from NFL GMs and scouts alike, are, are, they're saying the same things. Like There's just a lot of unknowns right now. And so uh, at this point, I think you just kind of got to ride what you know about yourself, what you know about your own uh, views on some of these draft guys. But uh, don't believe anything pretty much you hear this week.
0: Well, I look at what I hear and... I I do get a little concerned that Lions do not need a quarterback at six. They're not in any project situation unless you get deeper into the round, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders, if you go that deep. They're in the win-now mode, and Rogers officially being traded even expedites that window opening. It's open now. Lions need to win. They need two starters. Uh, pick six and eighteen. Whether they trade up, down, whatever it is, they need two quality starters out of that first round.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. But uh, I, I also think like Brad Holmes is probably not thinking too much about guys competing this year to in, in terms of the rookies. I, I'm not sure they're that, they're going to be that focused because in general, when you're talking about drafting, you're talking about these guys hitting their prime two, three years down the line. And so, if you're really a a good, solid football team, I'm not sure you're really expecting those rookies to come in and make a difference from being, you know, a a playoff contender to a championship contender. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a little bit more of a long term approach. Now, I'm with you that I don't think they're going to take a quarterback this year, but if they're going to, they could very realistically take a guy that's like, okay, you're not going to start this year. You're going to kind of have a rotational role. uh, And then maybe next year you're our starter. And so, that's why I think, like, a position like cornerback. They obviously hit the cornerback position very hard this this free agency. You get Emmanuel Mosley, you get Cameron Sutton, you get CJ Gardner Johnson. I could very much see them add another one at six or eighteen this year, and that guy might not play a lot this year. That guy might just be kind of a sub package guy, but he becomes the starter either next year or the year after that. Um, because Brad Holmes is looking to make this not just, you know, one deep run. We're not trying to make a, a, a Super Bowl run while this small NFC North window is open. They want to be a, a, a fixture at the top of that division. And when you the, the best way to do that really is to kind of keep a long-term approach in mind. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if one or maybe even both of those first-round picks don't start the year as, as a starter.
0: Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, joining us on the Rose Coffee guest line, talking about uh, the draft. Uh, who, what's the perfect first two picks for the Lions that if it falls this way they got these two guys Jeremy you're like bingo uh, both picks are money
1: yeah I mean I, I'm i in love with Jalen Carter the football player and so if he's there at 6th Man, I, I don't think that the Lions are going to be in love with him as much as, as I like him a lot. I think I think there are legitimate concerns about his football character, not just his off-field stuff. I feel like there's a lot of people that think maybe he doesn't give it at all as in practice, doesn't give it at all on the field. Um, I, I, I haven't quite seen that for myself, so it's hard for me to, to again, sift through what's true and what's not true. Um, but if, if he's there, he fits the team's biggest need. He's arguably the best talent, pure talent, in this entire draft class, let alone best defensive talent. And it also frees you up to maybe wait on that cornerback need. Um, someone like Deontay Banks at 18 to me would pair extremely well with, with going Jalen Carter at six. And so I think that's my ideal six and 18 pick. If, uh, if the Lions decide to stay there, if the Lions decide that Jalen Carter passes their, their football character test, I, I don't think you could do much better with those two picks. Now, obviously if like someone like Will Anderson falls to six, more than happy going that direction instead. Um, but to me, Jalen Carter is just... You really wish everything else checked check the boxes. Of course, if he did, he, he probably wouldn't fall to six in the first place. But um, the Lions are going to do their homework on him, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that they uh, they come up seeing uh, Jalen Carter is worth the risk.
0: I saw one of those CBSSports.com mock drafts. They had the Lions trading up to three to get Anthony Richardson. I just... I, I don't buy... Uh rookie, there's no guarantee he's going to help you. I know Brock Purdy was a Disney movie with what he did with the Niners as the last player selected. But, you know, with Rodgers leaving, Jeremy, things have changed in my mind. You're right there with Minnesota as a team to beat. You went 5-1 and one in the Central last year. You have better talent right now, and you've got to grab two first-rounders, two second-rounders if you hold your picks. Uh, it, it's about when now uh, the window's open, man. I I, I don't I, a rookie's not going to help you uh, at least until that second year. In my mind, when you can grab, if you're going to trade up to three, trade up and get Will Anderson, right?
1: I think I think that would make a little bit more sense uh, than taking a risk on, on someone like Richardson. Now, I, I he's a very fun player to watch, and he's a very intriguing guy. But there are far too many risks, and the Lions have said repeatedly that they don't feel forced to address that quarterback position this Good. Year. Um if, if it falls to them, maybe that's a different situation. You know, if, if some situation where, I don't know, C.J. Stroud falls to them at six, I think they're going to consider it. But they keep saying, we're not going to force it. We like Jared Goff. We're going to look at quarterbacks, but we don't feel like we need to force that issue. And so trading up for such a polarizing guy, like Anthony Richardson, who could really go either way. He's got a lot of really good things about him, but he's very much a project, and you never know. Quarterback evaluation is an incredibly hard job, and if I was any good at it, I'd I'd be in an NFL war room right now. So I I would be very surprised if the Lions trade up to get a quarterback. Um, if Anthony Richardson is there at six, I still think they probably don't go that direction. Um, but listen, Brad Holmes is a is, is a is an aggressive guy. Um, we saw him trade up 20 spots last year. He almost traded up in his first draft. There were rumors that he wanted Jamar Chase. So if they really like Will Anderson, I would not put it past them to pay, potentially go up and, and grab that guy um, because that seems like maybe the safest pick of anyone in the top five. So um, if he likes him, the Lions have the draft capital, and, and you want to get a, a, a guy that can impact you now. I think Will Anderson would make a
0: lot of sense. All right, speaking of impact, uh, we were all planning on a full season impact of the speed of Jamison Williams stretching opposing defenses and the deep ball or just the threat of it. And catching a five-yard pass, it turns into a 45-yard touchdown. We're not going to see that until game seven. So with no Jameson, I was discussing this in my opening huge opinion today. Statewide, Jeremy, who, who are the touchdown Game breakers slash makers for the Lions offense right now?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, obviously, you got Amon around St. Brown. He wasn't necessarily a huge touchdown guy, and um, but he's he's your probably main weapon um, there. But yeah, you're going to have to figure out who is kind of that big play machine. Is it, um, you know, is it Josh Reynolds? Is it one of your, your tight ends? Maybe James Mitchell comes along this year. Is it David Montgomery? Uh, they obviously love the, the run game. Marvin Jones. You know, not so long ago was kind of a touchdown machine here. Um, But, uh, yeah, they they really need to, I I think, you know, the minute that suspension laid down, I have to imagine Ben Johnson went to work and started looking at the pieces he
0: got. My point, Jeremy, was with no Jamison for six games, uh, do you look at a wide receiver earlier than expected if you're Brad Holmes and Campbell?
1: It's a, it's a fair question to ask. Um, I do think wide receiver was already kind of a, a long-term need here because you don't have a lot of those guys signed long-term outside of Jameson Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown, and even St. Brown is going to be on the last year of his contract uh, next year. So um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a need. Again, I'm not sure how much this really changes everything because you are drafting more for the long-term than the short-term. I think drafting, knowing that you need someone in just these first six games of the season – is, is maybe pushing a little too hard, is forcing the issue a little bit too much. But I do expect the Lions to add a wide receiver in this draft. I do think it is a long term need. And and if you get a little bonus uh, you know, oomph in those first six games, and then all the better. But I don't think the Lions are necessarily going to force the issue if they're if the right player isn't there just because they're gonna miss Jamison for the first six games.
0: Jeremy Rise from Proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, who's a surprise guy that could be there in one of the first two first round picks that a lot of people aren't talking about that hasn't been on a lot a lot of mock drafts, Jeremy? That you think could end up being a lion when the first round is done?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of unknowns in this draft, and, and it makes it really tough. Uh, really to predict, especially, I mean, even at six, I feel like there are a lot of different guys that could be there. I know some people are talking Peter Skaronsky, um, to, to be maybe that, that first round pick at six. I'm, I'm not aboard with that. I, I think the Lions, if they're going to go offensive line, which I think is an underrated need, I think you have to wait until at least 18 to do that, to get the good value there. Some people like Osiris Torrance from Florida. Again, that feels a little bit early for, for a straight guard, a lot of people like Darnell Wright, um, a, an offensive tackle who did a really good job against Will Anderson out of Tennessee, but he can also kick into guard. So um, that's kind of a more pressing need for for the Lions. I would say I, Lions fans are going to like this, but I wouldn't mind the Lions going tight end at, at 18, and maybe it plays a little bit into that you need that weapon, that extra weapon on your offense that, that they'll, they'll be lacking with Jameson. I, I think that they could stand to really upgrade that room. They were sniffing around the tight end position in free agency, according to some reports. So whether well, that's Michael Mayer, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, I know is a, is a fan of, there's a lot of Lions fans that like him. He's maybe not so much the receiving type as a, as a run defender, but, um, Michael Mayer, if, if he's there at 18, I think he could be a sneaky pick for the Lions there.
0: Well, they need you know, and you went uh, and mentioned Amara St. Brown, but he's a possession guy. I'm just looking at no Jamison, no DJ. Uh, yeah. I know Marvin Jones Jr. is there as a you know fourth receiver, but I, I don't see the guy that can get away from somebody and be a touchdown maker. And I said it yesterday. I agree with you that I was no way. They don't need Mara. They got uh, Jamison, but since Jamison. Is gone now for six games. I I also have said, you know what, golf will need a bailout guy in the red zone. Don't want to keep settling for field goals. And mayor was always always uh, around the football at ND.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, like I I still think this is a team that's going to focus a lot on the run game, and, and maybe maybe that helps kind of especially in the red zone, right? That was something they were so good at last year with all the touchdowns that, that uh, Williams had. Um, so I think that's going to help a little bit, but yeah, in terms of those big play players, I think it's fair to say that the lines might not have that. And obviously a tight end is not necessarily going to fix that, but um, yeah, I, I, and and I, the problem is I don't think there's a, this is necessarily a great draft to have that kind of home run threat really at any of your skill position players, unless you want to talk B. John Robinson at 18, which is not something that I'm fully on board with. I don't think the, uh, the positional value is there with a the first-round pick, but um, given how much this team does like um, the run game, I, he would be an interesting guy uh, to, to pair with, with the crew that they have so far. So, I don't know what the solu- the short-term solution, I guess, is to, to Phil Jameson Williams's role. I don't think there's a lot of great options in this draft, but that being said, I do expect them to add an offensive weapon at some point in this draft.
0: Yeah, For you even to pause and think, yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know who their touchdown makers are. You don't want to sit there and settle for field goals. So it will be interesting. Uh, Jameson does set them back. I don't care anybody wants to be an apologist or defend them. Rules are rules. But not having that speed as a decoy and a big play weapon, I think, really hurts this team for six games.
1: Yeah, I mean, no question. Obviously, the Lions managed to do – pretty well without him last year, but they did have T.J. Chark, who did kind of the same thing, right? Was a, a field stretcher, was a deep threat, Might, may not have caught a ton of passes, but he was a guy that kept defenses legitimate, uh, keep, kept defenses at bay there. So Lines don't... I mean, Marvin Jones isn't that guy. He, he can run deep, but he's not a, a, a speed guy, and I mean, you get a little bit of that from from I would say Josh Reynolds, but not a ton of it. Clef Raymond is also a guy that they actually started using that in that role a little bit towards the end of last season, so maybe they get a little bit from him, but obviously still a very different threat than someone like Jameson Williams. So they're going to have to figure some things out, Um, but the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, uh, did a pretty stellar job pretty much all of last season with or without Jameson Williams. So it's a setback. It's certainly not helpful for for the the guys that, that are still on the team, but uh, I, I think I have a, a good amount of faith that Ben Johnson is going to be able to figure out ways to get the the crew that he has uh, open and uh, and get in the end zone. Hopefully,
0: before I let you go, uh, no matter if they trade up, trade down, uh, your prediction on the two first round names selected by the Lions.
1: Yeah, I think I have to go. There's just there's so many distractions and so many theories about the Lions trading up or trading back. Sometimes I feel like the simplest answer is, is the right one, especially when you're this close to the draft. And, you know, Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois, seems to be the, the, the favorite for that pick. And so I think that's where I'm going with that one. I feel like maybe some of the, the, the tougher choices are going to be gone by the time the Lions are there. Um, that does make the 18 pick a little bit tougher, though, because, again, I, I think the, the cornerback value at 18 is, is pretty good. But the Lions are just going to want someone like Devin Witherspoon in a, a physical corner who – you know, good in man, good in the run game. Just has that gritty attitude that Dan Campbell loves. I feel like that's going to be too tempting for the lines to pass up at six, and then yeah, the options are kind of all over the place it's at eighteen. And and part of me thinks maybe they go tight end. Part of me thinks maybe they go offensive tackle. Part of me, I I, I know there's a lot of people. There seems to be a lot of people down on someone like Kaliza Cansey. Uh, the, the defensive tackle out of pit way undersized, gets all the Aaron Donald comparisons. But the Lions need a quick, fast guy who can, can bring a lot of pressure and can be disruptive in the run game. I know he's undersized, and a lot of people think he, he gets mowed over, and occasionally that's going to happen in the NFL. But he also is such a quick, twitchy guy that brings a lot of strength, too, that I think he makes a lot of sense at, at 18. So I guess if I had to, if I had to guess, I'd throw cantu I'd throw there at 18 with Witherspoon at, at six.
0: Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL blogger. Also, look him up on Twitter. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll talk to you Friday after the draft and discuss what the Lions did in round one. Sounds good. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Look for Roast Umber uh, at your local retailer or order up that craft coffee or the Nitro Cold Brew in a can at RoastUmber.com. That's RoastUmber.com.